0: Welcome to the Love Your Space Podcast, where we explore the world of functional design and how it transforms your space into your own happy place. Whether you're a seasoned design enthusiast or just starting out, this podcast is for you. Join us as we chat with experts in their fields, from interior designers and chefs to artists and musicians, as they share their tips and tricks for developing an aesthetic and finding a vibe on a budget discussing where people find inspiration and how they balance function and beauty. We'll also dive into the psychology behind why our surroundings have such a profound impact on our mood and well-being. So whether you're looking to spruce up your living room, organize your life, or simply get inspired, we've got you covered. Tune into the Love Your Space podcast and let's get started on creating a space you'll love to come home to. We're back with another episode of Love Your Space podcast. Uh, Today, I have a very good friend of mine on with us. Her name is Anissa Sajek. Anissa owns House 7 Design. It's an interior design studio or a firm. They specialize in large-scale residential homes. I don't know, one of my favorite things about Anissa is that she takes normal, ordinary homes and she makes them look beautiful and they function and they look timeless, they're not super trendy. I don't know, you've got a great eye. So. Thank you. At this time, I'd like to welcome our guest, Anissa. Hi, Anissa.
1: Hi. How are, thanks for having me. Yes.
0: Thanks for taking the time. How's your day going?
1: So far, so good. All
0: right. Busy as usual. <laughs> we'll we'll <laughs> see how, how it ends up, right? That'll be the yep. the whole thing. So our show's kind of broke up into a couple of segments. In the first segment, we like to call um, it's time to peel back Anissa. So I'm just going to ask you a couple questions. Uh, get get some. Ideas about your style and, and work, and we'll just keep going from there. My first question, I guess, is how did you ever get interested in design? Like, what started you down this career path?
1: I would say that I have been interested in design since I was a teeny tiny girl. I um, can remember as far back as like being maybe like five or six years old and going to my aunt's um, camp in upstate New York, and she had like this floral sofa. And I was like, just enamored with it. And to the point that when she passed, I asked my mother if we could have the sofa from her house. And my mom was like, no, we are not (laughs) taking furniture back to our house from her house. Um, But I just always like, I loved it. I had a bunch of dollhouses growing up that I didn't really play with as far as like people in the dollhouse, but I decorated them and I would cut up little towels and, you know, put them in the cabinets and wallpaper. And it was like my favorite thing to do, like go to the like hardware store with my dad and collect like paint swatches and things like that. Like I just was like really interested in it. And I thought that was like, everybody did that. And, you know, realized that they don't, but, um, (laughs) I feel like, so since I was really, really small, that was something that I liked. Like thankfully my parents were pretty cool and they let me decorate like not just my room, but my mom would let me decorate the house. So I would like get national geographic magazines. And when they came, there was always like a, piece of artwork that was printed on the back of them and i would rip it off and buy frames and put them in the frames that's and cool. hang them in the house and yeah my mom let me do that kind of stuff so i feel like it's just i don't know i think kids are just born with certain talents and certain gifts and not we don't always figure it out right because i didn't figure it out till much later in life um but yeah i think it's always been there
0: i gotcha no that's really cool i i had no idea about that so that's a uh, that's pretty cool <laughs> so aside from your interest then I said earlier that you deal with residential, large, large homes and whatnot. What type of projects do you get the most excited about?
1: I love residential. I mean, we have some commercial projects now, and we had some. You know, we've had some in the past, but um, I love designing homes where families are actually going to live there, because I think it's it's not just so much about creating like pretty spaces, but it's like how it's going to be used and how it's going to live on, and um, just. I don't know, creating some sort of history, especially when it's an older home that a lot of families have lived in, um, kind of breathing new life into it and giving it, like, another chance to shine. Um, I think that's, like, really important. And I love being able to just have... Like, just being able to know, like, as I drive around the city or different places that I've worked, like, oh, I got to have a little stamp on that and it'll be there for a long, long time. So I think residential is definitely where my passion lies.
0: So do you like doing, I know you've done some new builds as well. Do you prefer, like, kind of bringing the old homes back to life or do you like new stuff or what's your I mean, on?
1: new stuff's nice. New stuff's nice just because it's brand new and you kind of get to start from, the, from scratch, right? Like, yeah. most of the time we work with architects and we get to, you know, put all those cool elements into a house right from the very beginning. But with that said, and I've always lived in old houses typically, and every time i do a new house for somebody i'm always like oh that's so nice everything's so new and there's you know not 100 years worth of dust inside like all of the heating vents and everything even right. though it doesn't matter how many times you clean them out it's still going to be there right, right. um th- so there's like this niceness about the newness if you will right. but um, i really like old houses i think it's i think it's really really sad when you see older homes being destroyed so that they can build like new mcmansions if you will mm-hmm. um and i think it's just really nice to be able to show your clients or just in general that like there's a lot of beauty in the old things and you know that can be restored and it can be reworked and it can be made more functional and um it's just to me it is better to work on an older house than from the ground up new build
0: yeah I, i've got a, a lot of, more character way more character for sure i've got a lot of friends that in the meridian castle area that have redone homes and i've got to see them recently and you know, I'd say one of the problems with the old homes, though, is that they built the house, then they added a box, like an addition, just a box. And then they added another addition, just a box, not thinking about how anything would yeah, ever connect. No- so that's probably one of the bigger challenges you have in these homes. Right? And you
1: can also tell typically like what time period it was added like that definitely was put in in the 60s. Right. And then they came along and did this in the 80s. And so, yeah, there's not like continuity throughout the home. Um, th- it is. It's like we needed a bigger kitchen, so we just added. You know, we busted out that wall and we added a back part, but we didn't think about how the, it was going to flow into the backyard or any of those other spaces. So it has to be thought about as a whole. I mean, it's a complete story. It's not just different chapters you just throwing into the middle of the book.
0: Yeah, it's uh, so many of those old homes by us are chapters. They're not the whole story for sure. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's a good way to put it. So understanding this like how do you stay inspired like how do you keep up with like latest trends or um and and with that like how would you describe your style over time like has it changed much do you are you the same what are your thoughts on that
1: so i would say my own personal design aesthetic or style like it's definitely evolved it's gotten more detailed over time but the funny thing is i feel like when i when i kind of started as an adult doing design, I was very much influenced by a lot of the trendy things that were happening because it was like social media was like new and people were showing all these like, you know, blown out, overexposed like white houses. And there was a lot of Chevron happening. And, you know, there was just different things that everybody wanted. Everybody wanted, you know, like floating shelves. And, you know, it was it was a lot of that. Right. But previous to probably the being influenced by a lot of the social media like I always liked antiques like my group like my aunt's old sofa right like I always liked antiques and vintage things and worn wood furniture and things like that and I think that as I've evolved I've gotten more comfortable because I think when I first started out I was a little insecure and nervous about what I was doing because I hadn't gone to a formal school for this and gotten an education so I felt like I couldn't really back up what i was doing so i kind of needed to to do what was on trend at the time but as i've gotten more comfortable doing design and um realizing that people like what i'm doing I've, I've resorted back to what i've always really liked and that's kind of you know more modern pieces when it comes to upholstery and stuff but then always adding vintage pieces and which creates like a coziness to the home yeah. and i'm really way more about the feeling of the house than the looks if, if that's even a way to express it i mean there could be a beautiful space, but if it doesn't feel good, then it's just not a good design in my opinion.
0: I gotcha, yeah. So would you say that maybe in those early stages, you said social media kind of influenced you, but now you've kind of, now it's you. So now if someone's looking at your website or your socials, like this is a style, not, right? Like you go into a home and Mm -hmm. they hire you to do what you do best, not to, for them to tell you, hey, copy. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's a lot of that out there I think so it's pretty cool
1: I mean I definitely I have had a lot of people say to me via social media or just clients like oh I always know when I you know get on Instagram or you know if I'm on Pinterest or whatever like I always know I immediately know it's a house seven design which makes me feel good because I'm like without even really purposely doing it I've created this brand that you know because I just stayed true to what I really liked and you know, I, I was like, if I, if I wouldn't use it in my own home, I'm definitely not going to put it in a client's house.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So like on the topic of Pinterest and social media, like um, can you share some of your favorite resources for finding inspiration? Like, do you look at blogs? Do you read magazines, books? Do you go to certain places?
1: So I've always been a magazine junkie. Like, I mean, I, it took, I moved, you know, I've moved a million times. And I think I finally, after like Three houses ago was like okay I got to throw away some of these magazines that I've been like literally like moving from house to house like this whole collection of magazines and then there's days where I'm like oh I can't believe I threw that away I could have totally used that right now but um, so I've always loved magazines um, I and the funny thing is like when it comes to magazines I used to 100 percent preach like if you look at like Arc Digest or you look at Elle Decor or you look at any of these higher end um, design magazines it's showing you what is gonna be mainstream in like five years. That used to be how it was, but now with social media, it's everything so fast forward than what it used to be. I feel like in two thousand, like 2008, you could get an Arc Digest and none of that stuff is mainstream and it really wasn't like the lighting or the furniture or stuff like that. It, it didn't really hit mainstream until five years later. Well now, what you're seeing in Arc Digest is what people are wanting because it's what they're seeing all the time where that wasn't like that before. But I mean, I still love Arc Digest. I still love, you know, my magazines that I get every month, but I mean, definitely Pinterest and also Instagram. I mean, Instagram has been my life for, you know, eight years now. So, um, you know, I can't say that that wouldn't be a huge part of inspiration and like that. Well, you used to be able to curate it to only see what you wanted to see. Um, which you can go and do that again, thankfully. But um, I feel like that those are definitely big influences on inspiration that I pull for design. Yeah,
0: cool. Very cool. We are going to go into our, our next section now, and that is called Let's See What Sticks. So I didn't prep you for this. This is just kind of fun. Um, just rapid okay. fire, really quick answers. Okay. So if you could live in a different country for a year, where would you go? Italy. I knew you were going to say that because you just got back. Like, you loved the. I, right? I was just
1: there. <laughs> I know. Like,
0: I read this and I was like, I bet you I could bet $100 she's going to say Italy. Did you have a favorite you part? You probably
1: know what I'm going to say for a lot of them. Uh, what'd you say? I might.
0: Did you have a favorite part over there? Like, favorite area?
1: I loved Florence because I love cities, um, but I love the fact that it was, a, it was a tiny city. You know, it wasn't like super congested. It still felt like a small town, but with all the amenities of a big city. Yeah.
0: Cool. So yeah. uh,
1: what,
0: what would you rather be able to do? Talk to animals or speak fluently in every language?
1: Speak fluently in every language.
0: Man, that Mumford is going to be so sad when she hears that answer. I it's know. Just I don't so want to know what
1: my I don't want to hear what my animals have to say to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the farm. The farm. Yes. <laughs> um, OK, last one. If you could travel to any era, what would you choose?
1: This one's so hard. Um, I would say, I don't know, this is a tough one. But the first thing that comes to mind is I would definitely go back to the 80s because things were so much easier then and George Michael was alive and I really wanna see him in concert and I never will get to, so I'm gonna go back then.
0: (laughs) I like it, I like it. (laughs) All right, um, so uh, feel free to elaborate on any of these ones. These are more design, those were just kind of for fun. Are there any design trends that you think are like overrated or overused currently, and and why would you? Why do you feel that way?
1: You well, know, I mean, obviously everybody went crazy with the shiplap, you know. Right, so that was something where, but the thing is, we're still using it. So I think it just needs to be appropriate for the space. I think as far as like overuse is, it was used in the wrong context. Like people put shiplap in ranches you know like and i don't mean like a california ranch i mean like like a ranch in the middle of you know urban yeah like america like it just didn't make any sense trendy stuff i mean honestly like not to be like whatever about this but i'm like i feel like because i'm so specific about what i look at and how i style um a home that I don't really even think about the trends. I just kind of stick to things that I really like. I will say that color is back. Everybody wants color. And I like that it's back because I think using color and adding layers of texture, this is what sets people that said they were designers, you know, five, six years ago, apart from people that are truly gifted designers. I'm not even classifying myself in that category. I'm just saying there's there's a definite, difference between who's really like next level designer and then who was just kind of like oh i can paint everything inside a house white and use black and, and, wood and it would and it still looks good well yeah most people can do everything if it's all in the same color tone right you know so and, and a lot of my original designs were like that but that's what was really popular and that's what i liked at the time and that's what my clients liked but i think now it's it's evolving in, into so much more and if you're not good at figuring out like how all of that is can be cohesive in one space then it's just it's not going to be you know it's what sets people apart i guess is all i'm trying to say so
0: uh, you bring that a uh, good point up like it used to all be white walls now color's kind of back like how would you um you know understanding that walls need love is a wallpaper company how do you feel about wallpaper and using it to introduce color is there challenges with that do you see people doing it wrong your thoughts
1: i mean everything can be done wrong, right? It's all a matter of like what you consider wrong and what you consider right. But I mean, that's the good thing about design, right? If somebody is like, I mean, I think of Kelly, Wurstler, like as a designer, right? Mm-hmm. She does her hotels with tons of wallpaper and she puts a different print on every wall inside a hotel room, right? right? Like right. you've got your four walls and every wall is a different wallpaper. And, and big, I bold, couldn't big, maximalist, live, like yeah, right out there, right? right? Yeah. And I couldn't live, I personally couldn't live in a space like that, but it sure is fun to stay there for a few days, right? right. And she's like- she doesn't give a crap, right? Like she just does it. And because of who she is, like everyone's like, this is amazing. Right? right. And I think that within your own home, you have the capacity to do something like that. Like who cares? Like if that's what makes you happy and that's what feels good that cause that's ultimately what design should do. It should make you feel really good. Right. Yeah. So you should be able to kind of play around with wallpapers and patterns and texture and, and use it to what creates, like, this comforting place for you because that's what your home should be. I mean, I love wallpaper. It's my favorite thing in the whole wide world. And I tell people all the time, like, you know, if you're obsessing over what is the right wall paint color to pick, find some wallpaper that you, like, you're in love with and put that on your walls and then just choose a paint color that, you know, accentuates the wallpaper. Like, you know, it's just... In my opinion, I think it's almost easier to use wallpaper than it is to try to come up with paint colors for a space.
0: That's cool, I I haven't heard that uh, in that tone or in that way, that's a really good explanation. So, follow-up question with the wallpaper then, though. When we bought Walls Need Love, my partner came to me and said, do you wanna own another printing company? And I said, nope, I don't. But then he said, look, it's a wallpaper company, but don't think of it as a wallpaper company. We are going to turn Walls Need Love into an experience company. We want people to have a feeling in their home and like love their space. And so I got really behind that because I thought that that was a cool approach for wallpaper. And to that point, my question is, I tell people all the time that come to Walls Need Love and they can't pick out a pattern or whatever, and they're looking at either some of our crazy ones or maybe some of our more muted, muted ones. I tell them it there's certain rooms that you want to have a feeling in. Like your bedroom, you might want it to be cozy and um, calming. But like your bathroom, go crazy. Or a powder room, go crazy or whatever. Do you design rooms like that where there's more freedom of expression versus how it feels calming wise in other rooms?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't wallpaper personally a bedroom, like especially the primary bedroom in like red, bold wallpaper but like somebody else might. Right? right. Like, you know what I mean? It's all, it's, I think it really just comes down to your own personal taste and what your comfort level is. I definitely think that powder bathrooms or smaller spaces are definitely a place if you're a little worried about like doing anything that you might regret later, start small, start small, work your way up. I mean, it's just like yeah. life rule, right? Yeah. You know, like start, start at a small space where um, you're not in there all the time, you're not sleeping in that space, you're not you know, spending the majority of the time in your space. Like don't, if you're unsure about wallpaper, for instance, don't start with your kitchen. You know, like start in a small place and ease your way into it. But like I was, you know, I tell clients this all the time and I was talking to somebody yesterday who was asking me some questions about um, how I choose things and how I work with clients. And one of the things, or the example that I use is that I tell a lot of clients, if. If you're selecting items or I'm showing you stuff, um, you know, different selections for your space, go with the one where you are immediately like, oh my God, I love that. And then stop, don't think about it anymore because I I say it's almost like for a lot of my clients, like when you got married, you picked out a wedding dress you knew, like, you tried on 15 dresses, and then you tried on that one dress, and you're like, this is the dress. I just know it's the dress. I said, you should feel that same way when you're picking things for your home. Like, I just know this. I love it so much. And, and then go with that, and don't go down the, oh, but what about this, and what about that? Like, you don't do it with your wedding dress. You know, like, yeah. that's supposed to be the most important, you know, purchase ever, you know, for this most important day of your life. Like, like trust yourself that you can make the same kind of decisions for your home.
0: Sure. No, that's awesome. I love that advice. I might steal that and tell other people that one, too, if you don't mind. <laughs> uh, okay. No, go right
1: ahead. It's all yours. <laughs>
0: so, like, one last section here just to help the audience, help our audience. It's called overrated or underrated, and these are somewhat uh, current design trends. So, overrated or underrated on large soaking bathtubs.
1: Oh, that's they're underrated. Everybody should have one. I spend the majority of my week in my bathtub. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. Uh, Heather wants me to get ours finished, so I, I can understand that one. Uh, what about?
1: I can understand it too.
0: <laughs> what about uh, dark kitchen cabinets?
1: Uh, I know this is supposed to be fast, but no, like fine. I go back and forth on it. I think that you can't go wrong with lighter cabinets. I think that there's definitely might be, you know, there might be an expiration date on darker cabinets. And I feel like people are gonna kill me for saying that, but I I definitely think that in my own personal experience, more people have loved their lighter cabinets longer than their darker cabinets longer. Yeah. But I'm sure somebody will disagree with me on that.
0: Well, I'm in your boat on that one. We had dark ones and uh, they were just constant maintenance. What about, like, additional hobby spaces or bonus spaces? You know, some people have the luxury to go get a bonus space in the house, some don't. But um, if you had a choice on that, overrated, underrated?
1: Uh, I think if it's going to be a space that you actually use, it's definitely underrated. I mean, if you have a need for a space, like we put a bunk room in our house, it gets used constantly. Because the season of life that we're in, we have, you know, three kids and teenage daughters, and they have you know, our house is the house for sleepovers. Everybody goes there and I love that, right? And that's what I wanted. So, you know, once they're gone to college, it won't get used probably as much until really, you know, our youngest gets a little bit older. But I think if you're gonna use the space, then definitely do it. But don't, I always tell everybody, listen, you pay a mortgage, most people pay a mortgage every month. You should be using every square foot of your house because you're paying for it in some capacity. So, you know, yeah. use those spaces.
0: So it's in your opinion on that, like it's more about if someone created a space because they thought it was like trendy or whatever to have and it never got used, then what's the point? Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Like I am not a big fan of wasting money. So, you know, I'm like this instead of dumping all that money into the space that you're not going to use, why don't you buy yourself a really nice sofa that you're going to sit on, you know, every day, a hundred hours a week Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever it is.
0: Perfect. So we kind of touched on this earlier, but like all white walls in a home overrated underrated
1: it uh, I think it can be overrated um, I mean I'm doing a beach house right now and most of the walls are white because it's on the beach right yeah. but um, I think if you're in the city or you know in a different location you've you got to have some color you got to have some texture you got to have something you know that shows your personality yeah I mean all white is kind of boring
0: I, I think all white was like a big trend maybe even five years ago but it's all like you you brought up earlier colors come back, which is great for the wallpaper business. Um color is good for wallpaper.
1: <laughs> and wallpaper's back. Wallpaper is so I mean, like it's amazing. I remember as like a teenager like making extra money scraping like fifteen layers of wallpaper off of my friend's dad's like rental homes, right? right. And he'd send us in there and be like, scrape wallpaper, right? right? And you know, and obviously wallpaper's so different now and it's not what it used to be. So you don't have to right. do that right. anymore. Um but yeah, I think it's so exciting that people want to show color, and they want to—they're—they're they're way more open to that type of thing than they were a few years ago, where they wanted everything neutral.
0: Yeah, we're seeing wallpaper used in so many different ways. Like people are using on the risers on stairs, or redoing furniture with it, or ceilings—the fifth wall, right? That's all coming in even more yeah. and more. So, all right, one last one, and then uh, we can wrap this. Uh, overrated, underrated on minimalism?
1: So I think it's overrated because I like things. So, <laughs> and I'm like, don't, you know me, I don't like make any um, excuses for how much I like stuff. So I'm like, but I also can't live in a cluttered space. It has to be like organized, right? But one of the things that people tell me all the time about our home is there, I mean, I just had baby shower there last weekend. There were all these people in my house that I'd never met before. And one of the things that a lot of people kept saying were, I love all your like tchotchkes. I love all your like decor pieces, um, which I get a lot from like antique shops or thrift stores, you know, things like that, just, or things we've collected on trips and stuff like that, because I really do think that your home should tell a story and it, you shouldn't walk into a home and not know who the people are that live there. There should be some things that actually like speak to who you are as a person and and things that make you remember happy times in your life and, and I think it's really important too when you have children and they're growing up in a home like that that there are all these things that like resonate with you and create those like good emotions um, because I've been to homes where it looks like a museum and that's not fun for anybody yeah, so. yeah,
0: yeah. no I, your home is beautiful in that way for sure. Well, I appreciate your time. Um, to wrap this up, why don't we tell the audience where they can find more of House 7 Design and Anissa?
1: I'm everywhere. Um.
0: That's perfect, <laughs> right? It should be easy to find you. <laughs>
1: No, um, our website is house7design.com. We're based out of Indianapolis, Indiana, but we do work all over the country. Um, And then on Instagram, obviously, house7design is my handle. And then we're on Pinterest too.
0: Okay, and seven spelled out, right? House7design.
1: Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Seven is spelled
0: out. All right. Well, anyone listening today, be sure you uh, like this podcast. Please subscribe. Um, Come check out Walls Need Love. And please go uh, visit House 7. Thanks, Anissa. Yes,
1: please. Thank you, Jeff.
0: Thank you for listening to Love Your Space, a podcast from Walls Need Love. Please like and subscribe wherever you podcast. And follow us on socials at Walls Love or stop by and say hello at WallsNeedLove.com. Thank you for sharing your space with us.